This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast after another Jet debacle. And the Jets have now taken this season, which had so much promise led by what their defense was doing, they had a chance to really have some fun this year. They were on their way to the playoffs. I understand White got hurt. You can't hold any it against anybody that White got hurt. But they have destroyed this season now. The quarterback position, and Salah has no idea what to do with his quarterbacks. He continues to show it. I don't blame him. Tonight, but take what Salah said after the game tonight and throw it away because all it was there to do was not just completely destroy what's left of Wilson. Okay? He could have done that tonight. Everybody wanted him to do that tonight. He didn't want to do it. He told you that he he was improved in his play. Give me a break. What are you talking about? He couldn't get a first down. The Jets started this game with a turnover in the red zone and went backwards. They had a chance to start this game in the rain and set a tone for this game right off the start. They get a strip sack and they have the ball deep in Jacksonville territory and they go backwards. That set the tone for the whole night. You know why Jacksonville scored that many points tonight? Because in the second half, that coach, who's a smart coach, knew at halftime, I don't need any more points. They're not going to score. Well, we'll just kind of, you know, work the clock, maybe kick a couple of field goals. That's all they did in the second half. They weren't throwing the ball down the field. They were dumping the ball quick to the tight end and to the backs all night. Did you ever catch that? Wide to the backs and the tight ends and get rid of it right away to negate the jet pass rush. That's what they were doing. That was, that was their whole game plan. And it worked great. It worked tremendously. At the end of 80 yards rushing, Lawrence had 50 yards rushing. Ingram had 113 yards on seven. Etienne had another 30 receiving. And he just dumped the ball. Bing, bing. They didn't throw the ball down the field. They didn't have to. And this kid can throw the ball down the field with the best of them, but the conditions were terrible, and they knew they were going to win. They knew they couldn't lose this game. Listen, I know it got a lot of attention that I went after Wilson after last week's game and then again today. This was before he played today. He shouldn't have played today. I don't get Flacco, okay? I don't know. No one asked, but it should have been asked. Why is Flacco on this team? Why is he in a uniform? Does he not, A, does not want to play? 
or B, he can't play physically. If he can't play physically, go get a backup quarterback. Why is he here? Strevler's not a backup quarterback. He can't throw the ball. If he could throw the ball, he would have had a touchdown on the plate, a tight end. They left the tight end wide open down the middle. He's there by himself. There's nobody within 30 yards of him. And he had to die for the ball because the ball was so badly thrown. Hey, he put a little energy and he showed you that the offensive line was demoralized by the quarterback. The quarterback came into the game completely demoralized because nobody wanted him to play and they didn't even rally around him after last week's game. They wanted him not to play and he had to play. So they came in the game and the whole team was down. The Jets showed you and their coach staff showed you, and I told you this from the beginning this year, was this coaching staff going to be able to show you a maturity and give this team what it needed? No. The Jets are coming in with clown outfits before the game tonight. Yeah, This was a huge game. You can't act like that. Plus, Wilson said a terrible message to this team. The quarterback position, by its very essence, by its very nature, can lift an offense, lift an entire team, sink an offense, sink an entire team. Wilson has sunk the entire team. He has not a link, a lick of confidence or any idea what to do at the position right now. Nothing. He has he is not equipped to play the position right now. He has completely been shattered. By this experience. It's obvious. He should not have been the quarterback tonight. He should not have been the quarterback last week. And he was. And that told me that they felt. And this is all I can take from this. Because I'm not there. I'm not privy to it. Either Flacco's hurt. And if he is hurt. I don't think he'd be dressing. Or Flacco's already tuned out. And he's retiring. And he doesn't want to play. I doubt that. Or they feel the offensive line can't protect Flacco at all, and they need a mobile quarterback. White doesn't run at all. He's a statue. Flacco understands how to play the position. He's a guy who won a Super Bowl. He won 100 games in this league. These two games should have been turned over to Flacco unless there's a reason why it wasn't. To not pull him in the second half shows you that the coach is just completely clueless. And I just heard the man say, this isn't about the playoffs. It's not about the playoffs. Then what is it about? What guy is 7-7 seven and seven and comes off the loss and says, it's not about the playoffs? How is it not about the playoffs? That's why I said, take everything he said tonight and just throw it away. He was trying to give his quarterback, who is a mess right now, a soft landing. I understand that. This kid was picked at the top of the draft. It is, that puts a real tax on the entire organization. You can't just sweep that guy into the street. If he was a sixth-round quarterback right now, he would not even be dressing. You wouldn't be able to find him. He'd, be in the sta- he'd need to buy a ticket. 
He's back in there because of who he is and where he was drafted. This should have been about anything we need to do to win these games so we can go to the playoffs with this defense. This defense is so upset about what has happened to this team that you can just sense it in their play, which has not been crisp from their standpoint. But tonight, to start the game, they sent a message. Right from the start, they sent a message. They have a great defense. San Francisco's good. I think the Jet defense is the best defense in the league. But I think it's demoralized right now. The whole team is demoralized because a quarterback can do that to your team. He can give you a feeling like you have no chance to win. No chance to compete. And then you got the fans booing it, you know, booing crescendos. Okay, how... How unbelievable was it the series before the half? They get the ball back with 25 seconds left. They're going nowhere. The only thing that could possibly happen is A, he throws a pick six, or B, he gets sacked and they pick it up and run it in for a touchdown. Those would have happened a thousand times before he ever would have moved the team down the field. But remember, Salah got destroyed, and rightly so, for not using his timeouts. So he was going to show you, I got this, guys. I'm going to use my timeouts now before the half, just to show you I know how to use them. So he got his timeouts in. They're throwing five-yard passes from deep in their territory with 20 seconds left, and they're taking timeouts. I mean, what are you doing? The fans were booing that because they're smart fans. They know what you're doing. I mean, this has just, they took this season, which five or six weeks ago was so promising, and they drove it at 80 miles an hour into the wall. They all got in the bus. They put Zach behind the wheel, and they drove this right into the wall this season. They had a defense that scared the heck out of the whole conference. Everyone was buzzing. You don't want to play the Jets. You don't want to play the Jets. Did they lose a lot when they lost Hall? Absolutely. Could White have won that game in Minnesota and really changed their entire season? Absolutely. He had plays he could have made. He didn't make them. Okay, that happened. He threw the ball around a lot. He didn't win the games. Their defense could have won that game last week against the Lions. And they let it get away from them. As bad as Wilson was last week, he was worse today. And why was he worse? Because nobody wanted him to play this game, and he knew that. He knows that those receivers don't want him out there. 
And they're all going to say the right thing after the game because they know now he's getting absolutely beat on. He's getting booed out of the stadium. You just sort of the receivers talking about it. Conklin talking about, it. hey, the fans don't understand. You know, they're booing him out of the building. Of course they're booing him out of the building. He's stinking the place up. This isn't competitive football. They're playing completely non-competitive football on offense now. They've completely let this thing fall apart. And then you, it gets so bad. You try to play him the second half. He should have been, never started this week. Flacco should have played. Flacco should have been in before the half was over. You don't see Flacco at all, so I don't know what, somebody's got to get to the bottom of that one. Okay, so let's finally forget that. You put in a guy who actually energizes the team because the team is just so ecstatic that anybody else is under center. That they actually move the ball. But he can't move the ball, and then he makes a good pass to Corey Davis, and he drops it. And then he gets a first down to Wilson, and Wilson, you know, has the ball kicked out of his hands and and intercepted. But let's be honest. You can't, in the NFL, play Strevler at quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's the guy you see in the last preseason game in the second half. There's no offense on him. Let him go play for the Blue Bombers. Okay? He's a CFL quarterback. At best. He's not an NFL quarterback. And that's no knock on him. He knows that. He's over there. Both of his drives ended without points, and he's over there high-fiving everybody because he couldn't believe he actually moved the ball. I mean, that whole second half was a joke. They, Jacksonville was laughing the whole second half. They knew they weren't going to score. They went out of their way. First of all, he actually made the statement that it's not about the playoffs, which, okay, maybe he's a little out of it right now. It's not about the playoffs. What is it about in week 15 and week 16 and week 17 and week 18? And then... He thought his quarterback showed improvement. Do you think anybody, anybody who has ever watched an NFL game or a part of an NFL game thought that Wilson was improved this evening? Really? That he was improved? Now, he doesn't want to bury him because right now what guys, some people are going to 
opine is that Wilson's career with the Jets is over. That is not an outrageous, that is not an outrageous stand right now. There's a very good chance he goes the way of the all-time quarterback busts in the top five. There's a long list. We all know it. He could very much be on that list. And maybe he will rectify things and the light will go on somewhere else. But I would say the odds now that he becomes the guy who leads the Jets to any noteworthy place in the future is probably rather slim. It's not over yet because he's when he where he's drafted, it's never over that early. It can't be. Because when you draft a quarterback specifically, any any guy drafted in the top ten is going to get three years. A quarterback taken that high in the top five in the draft, especially the top three. You have an investment and you have him. You wear him around your neck as an owner, as a general manager, as a head coach. Everybody does. There's no way around that. You commit to that person. That's why it is such an important decision when you make it. Because you're going to be linked to this person for a long time. It takes a long time to get rid of that person when they really are awful. And to just get rid of the whole stink of the whole thing. Because it lays on top of a franchise when it happens. And everything this general manager has done, and he has built himself a very good roster personnel-wise. If this team, with the wide receivers they have, and with Hall, if he's there, and with the defense he has, this guy has built a big-time roster. But he will be taken down multiple, multiple pegs, no matter what he accomplishes because what happens with this quarterback and if he strikes out mightily with this quarterback. And that's why this process and all this is very hard from that standpoint. You are married to this person. You cannot just jettison them. You cannot make them go away. Now, if they lose next week and they want to play him in Miami and they're already eliminated... Who cares? That probably will not be a pretty scene if the Dolphins need the game, and they probably will. That will not be a pretty scene. And the team will not respond well to that either. They will not respond well to him behind center again this year. And the most logical thing is that he's not behind center. But if White can't play medically, you're going to try and tell me you can't put Flacco in now because you do. Then what were you doing as a head coach? And then you cannot play Strev, as they call him. You cannot play him a full game because if they know he's playing, 
or you give them one series to move their guys around defensively, they're going to stop him cold after that. He's not getting anything. He never got anything when he needed it on third and fourth down because they know how to play him after the first time. They, they, let, him, they let a player loose, and they let him loose because they weren't ready for it. They weren't prepared for it. They hadn't prepared for it, and they had a couple of guys out of position. And they turned a couple of guys they thought were blocking losers receivers, and they cost them. But they were going to adjust to that very quickly. You give them, you know, a, a board, a, a board and, a, and two minutes with the coordinator, and it's over. He can't play full-time or even for a game in the NFL. So maybe from that standpoint, if they go to Seattle and get crushed, and White, if White can play, I figure he's going to play the last two games, I figure I don't understand the Flacco thing at all because they still had a chance to go to the postseason. And they should have taken a guy who could look that room in the eye and say, guys, hop aboard. I've been here. I've done this. You guys haven't. I have. I've been here. I've done this. Let's go do it together. Now, I don't know if Flacco still has that in him. And I don't know if there's something else that we don't know about Flacco. But to me, Flacco basically is a hood ornament right now because he doesn't – I mean, it, why was he not playing? He is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He always has been. The man's won 100 games and a Super Bowl. And had an incredible playoff run that year. I feel bad for Wilson. I don't like beating up the kid. I'm not trying. Listen, I'm telling you what I see. It became more harsh. You know, I don't want to hurt the kid. He's a baby. But this is a big town. And you're stepping into big shoes when you want to quarterback one of the teams here. And to be nice, it's god-awful. And as bad as it was the other day, it was worse tonight. Right from the start, you could tell there was going to be no response from that offense with him under center. Right from the start. Now, Jacksonville is a completely different story. You are watching a team that lost all its games in October. That looked like it wasn't nearly ready, which now has put the pieces together. They have a thousand yard back. They're going to have two or three thousand yard receivers. Ingram went to a place where they know how to utilize a tight end, and they have a quarterback who has a golden arm. And look at the season he's having. He went there for a one year contract, and he hit a home run. And you could see him playing on that giant field with a passion he never had for the Giants. And that team is heading towards a showdown with Tennessee. And now Tannehill is probably not playing anymore this year. And they're 7-7. Seven and seven. And Jacksonville is moving towards a showdown 
with them the last week and might wind up in the playoffs. And you can see Lawrence just becoming a superstar quarterback in front of your eyes. This was a ho-hum matter-of-fact game tonight. Played in terrible conditions. But it was a walk in the park. And this is a team that had lost 22 of 23 road games and now has won back-to-back road games and is coming off a win over the Cowboys then goes on the road and beats the Jets. Everything that the Jets haven't done, Jacksonville has done. But their coach is a guy who has won and he understands how to win. And he also understands very well how to develop quarterback. And he has a wonderful one to work with there. Wonderful one. And now they're seven and eight with two games to play and a chance, a chance. They maybe go to the playoffs this year. Just like the Lions are doing in the NFC, they're doing in the AFC. And they're building something there. No question. They are really building something there. This Jets season has just now crashed and burned on so many levels. Two rough games left, two tough games left, and nothing but chaos right now at the quarterback position. It can't get any worse than it is right now. Batting down the hatches. We'll talk to you after the uh, Giants play, probably that night. If not, if we don't speak to you after Christmas, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.